Welcome back once again to Viper Bites. We've got yourself some Sunday night football. We are going to talk about the Indianapolis Colts. We're going to talk about the San Francisco 49ers. But before then, make sure you hit that like and subscribe button to the Dynasty Vipers Network. You won't regret it, I promise. we got new content coming out daily, including the Dynasty Vipers Vipercast every Wednesday, 10 p.m. Eastern. Make sure to get in on that. Now, without further ado, let's get into this matchup. For the Colts, some injuries of note. Uh, T.Y. Hilton did not participate here uh, Wednesday or Thursday. He's got a little bit of a quad injury that he's going into. He tweaked it in that game. Um, uh, Kimiko Ture, he's also a DNP for Thursday and Wednesday as well. Darius Leonard was limited on Thursday. He has a bit of an ankle knee issue to worry about. And unfortunate news here, as far as the secondary goes, Xavier Rhodes' ankle limited on Thursday, but the big one, Julian Blackman, he is out for the season with an Achilles injury. Now, for the San Francisco 49ers, Jimmy Garoppolo, he's been a limit, he's been limited the last couple days. I'm expecting him to be good to go. Trey Lance, DNP both Wednesday and Thursday. Don't expect him to be starting. We, like I said, expect Jimmy Garoppolo. And then on the defensive side of things, uh Javon Kenlaw, defensive tackle, he's been uh DNP designation here both on Wednesday and Thursday. Other than that, expect the 49ers to be good outside of Trent Williams' ankle slash elbow slash everything, which also was a DNP for Wednesday and Thursday. Now let's get into everything else here. Keep an eye on the weather report on this one. It looks like heavy rain is in the forecast, which means there's going to be some slippery balls out there. It's going to be tough to grip, maybe some turnovers, maybe a visit back to the run game. Hint, hint, wink, wink. Uh, Carson Wentz has now turned in three consecutive games in which he has multiple touchdown passes. The Colts have won two of those three without one loss being a primetime matchup against the Baltimore Ravens just a couple weeks back. Wentz currently sits 17th amongst quarterbacks in scoring fantasy with 102.20 points on the season and averaging a respectable 17.03 points per game. You take away... Some of the quarterbacks that are going to be missing with action here, your Josh Allens, your Dak Prescott's, your Justin Herbert's. And suddenly, Carson Wentz has a much more appealing factor to you as he's going to be a borderline QB1 this week when you take away all those top dogs there. Now, he has 1,545 passing yards, which ranks him 12th amongst his peers and ahead of the likes of Joe Burrow, Aaron Rodgers, and Jalen Hurts. It's going to be tough to move the ball against the seventh-ranked pass defense in San Francisco, especially with Paris Campbell also ruled out that we didn't talk about here on the injury report and with that questionable quad for T.Y. Hilton. Speaking of T.Y. Hilton, he came back last week, hauled in all four of his targets for 80 yards, including a nice chunk play of 52 yards. Hilton brings that veteran presence to the Colts receiver core and a trusted target for Carson Wentz. That said, Obviously, he missed practice. He's got that quad injury. Soft tissue is something that T.Y. Hilton should really be concerned with, and so should fantasy managers looking to get him in their lineup. I know we're in Bimageddon. There's injuries mounting up just all over the place, including Antonio Brown there. He's another guy in that kind of area there who's going to be missing time that maybe you were hoping to slide T.Y. Hilton in to replace him. Keep an eye on that report as we go forward. Now, speaking of the other wide receivers, Michael Pittman, He's been a consistent target up until about last week. Last week against the Texans, he saw only three targets for 35 yards, which was his lowest output since week one. His previous four weeks leading up to the Texans game, Pittman had at least seven targets and no fewer than 59 yards in each of those games. Now, while the 49ers have been good against the pass, 
they do have a little bit of a weakness towards the outside wide receiver. So keep an eye on that. I think Pittman's going to be a good play this week. Zach Pascal, he is third on the Colts in receiving yards behind Pittman's 403 and Jonathan Taylor's 210. Pascal has 204 yards respectively. Now he is also second on the team in receptions and in targets with 18 and 29. With Hilton back in the lineup, maybe, and Campbell heading for an extensive absence, Pascal will be continue to be relied on as an option for the Colts passing game. Look for Pascal, who's currently the wide receiver 42 on the season with 38.4 fantasy points to step up in this tough matchup he likely has wide receiver three status kind of penciled in again they like to move him around a little bit but they get him on the perimeter he's got a better option opportunity to produce some points and navigate you through these bye weeks moving forward jonathan taylor what else can we say about him? he has been on some kind of mission the last three weeks i was on record earlier this season talking about it maybe it's time to panic about him after another slow start now, and when I say slow start, he still kind of struggled a bit to start of the season when it comes to running the ball, getting those red zone touches, which we didn't really see. Now, over the last two weeks, Taylor has posted 158 yards and 169 yards from scrimmage, including 116 yards receiving against the Ravens on that Monday night primetime matchup. He, in that game, he broke off a 76-yard you know, pass and catch, a little, little bit of a run in there, a little bit of yak. So... You know, kudos on him. He looked pretty good. So far, Taylor has four of his six games in which he's posted 110 yards from scrimmage. He's paired that with a couple hundred-yard rushing games. Taylor currently sits comfortably in the top four for fantasy scoring amongst the running backs with 98.2 fantasy points, trailing only the likes of Derrick Henry, Austin Eckler, and Ezekiel in PPR. His 472 yards ranks him fifth behind the aforementioned Derrick Henry and uh, Ezekiel, as well as Nick Chubb and Joe Mixon. At the tight end position, you got Jack Doyle, you got Mo Alley Cox, who respectfully have 17 and 18 targets respectively on the season. Doyle has turned those targets into 123 yards, while Cox has turned those into 152 and three touchdowns. Now, Mo Alley Cox has scored three of those touchdowns in three in three weeks, fighting Paydirt in two of at least three lost contests. But the 49ers have been pretty good against the tight ends as well. So the ranking in the top 10 in that category, I'd probably avoid the tight ends for the Colts altogether in this game. Now, as far as the early indications go for the San Francisco 49ers, it looks like Garoppolo will be back under center for this one. Garoppolo had been practicing this week in a limited capacity after missing some time with that calf injury. In four games, Garoppolo has thrown for 928 yards, tossed five touchdowns to two interceptions. The Colts ranked 20th in passing yards with 255.5 yards per game against, and Jimmy G was averaging 237.8 yards passing per game. So I think we have a pretty good baseline to work off of. You combine the two averages, you're probably looking at about a 240-yard passing game from Jimmy Grapple if the weather uh, cooperates with him. As for a rookie, Trey Lance, he has the third highest PFF grade for rookie quarterbacks this season with 59, trailing both Mac Jones and Zach Wilson in that category. He's also thrown for 354 yards, three touchdowns, one interception, while running for another 133 yards, which is third on the team and one touchdown. Those 133 yards rushing, I've really put a cap on what Elijah Mitchell and Trey Sermon have been able to do. Now, with Elijah Mitchell in three games, he has run for 189 yards on 45 carries and looked like the best back in the 49ers' backfield. Sorry, uh, Trey Sermon truthers. Now, right now, the 49ers' backfield is performing below expectations. When looking at the expected and actual yards per carry San Francisco backs, they are below average. Now, Jermichael Hastings was recently elevated 
to return to practice. Jeffrey Wilson is still about a month out or so, give or take. So it's going to be on, on these rookie running backs to get this running game back on track. Trey Sermon is averaging 4.4 yards per carry, but only has 31 attempts, which is four more than Trey Lance. Now, maybe Garoppolo back under center will see more of a more touches, more carries for Mitchell and Sermon. However, both have been non-existent as far as the passing game is concerned, combining for six receptions on seven targets. Indianapolis has been a little bit better against the run uh, than they have in the past, ranking 14th in the league and surrendering about 111 yards per game. Now, speaking of those targets there, regardless of who is under center, Debo Samuel has been a machine seeing 52 targets, which works out to about a 31.3% target share this season. Indy is giving up the third most fantasy points to perimeter wide receivers, 39.9, and the highest touchdown rate uh, to the wide receivers at 1.67 per game. You have them, you start them. You start them every week. It's that simple when it comes to Debo Samuel. Now, Samuel has at least eight targets in each of the 49ers' five games played and posted 90 or more yards receiving in three of those five contests, with the other two games being limited to 52 and 58, respectively. Now, Samuel has been one of the biggest fantasy football surprises this year, ranking eighth in fantasy points in PPR among wide receivers while playing in one fewer game. Take that as an average. He's averaging 22 fantasy points per game, which would put him third amongst wide receivers. Brandon Ayuk, on the other hand, Ayuk, Ayuk. Brandon Ayuk, how do you start this guy going into week seven? He's got eight catches and 90 yards. You can't. Now, he has been a non-factor outside one single touchdown reception, and that was against the Green Bay Packers quite a while ago. That game was the best of a season. He had four catches, six targets, 37 yards. 37 yards. That is 41% of his total output on the season. Right now, Ayuk is fifth on the receiving pecking order behind uh, Samuel, George Kittle, Kyle Juszczyk, and Mohamed Sanu. At least he has 12 more targets than Ross Dwelly. Except Ross Dwelly only has 44 fewer receiving yards than Ayuk. Now, there's not much to say here. San Francisco is in need of getting Kittle back, but... You know, Dwelly does have a team-high 15.3 yards per reception, although we've only got a three-catch sample size to work with. I know things are desperate there at the tight end position heading into week seven, by week, uh, by Mageddon, by Apocalypse, whatever you want to call it. Things are a little bit bleak there. I still don't see how you could start any tight ends in this matchup, let alone the ones for San Francisco. That being said, we're trying to wrap this up a little bit quicker. Make sure to hit that like and subscribe button on here. Make sure you head over to dynastyvipers.com and make sure you head over to fantasypoints.com use promo code 21 vipers 10 get 10 percent off that subscription to fantasy points and make sure you give yourself the edge on the rest of the competition with that all said again please hit the like hit that subscribe button and until next time keep it real